Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Chad Hudson. Thanks for being on the show, Chad. Thanks, Whitney, for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, Chad is the owner and founder. Is it Savoy? Is that my saying that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, Savoy Companies, Yeah, which specializes in buying, selling, building, remodeling, and owner financing real estate since 2000. He's done over 100 plus transactions, held over 30 plus rental properties, and has over 700 apartments. In addition, managing his successful construction and renovation business, Chad also owns several rental properties and holds multiple private mortgage notes for customers. Chad, thank you so much for your time and being on the show. It's obvious that you've been in this in many aspects of this industry and just going to be a wealth of knowledge and appreciate the value you're going to provide. And uh, But give the listeners a little more about your background and just you know your focus in real estate right now. Yes, sir, Whitney. Again, thanks for having me. Great show you got. I just 30,000 view of a the 20-year experience that I had. I started in 2000. I was very fortunate. I graduated from Texas A&M, and uh, I was fortunate enough to play baseball there. I came out on a... I got to the college station on a baseball scholarship, so I came out really debt-free, and I learned so much by being at that university. And and so, obviously, when you get out, you, you got to get your feet wet. I knew I wanted to be in real estate. I was in a couple other arenas as far as business-wise that led to a platform of success as far as real estate investing. I knew I was a real estate guy early on. I wanted to do that and needed a place to to obviously stay. And I purchased uh, a condo in Rockwall, Texas out on uh, Lake Ray Hubbard. And now the new term is house hacking, but I had one of my best friends live with me. And it was uh, interesting because my mortgage note was roughly 700 bucks. And that's what I charged him rent. So at night I was sitting there thinking, gosh, that was pretty easy. I need to get more of those. So again, we're best friends. We're still friends to this day. And I tease him, he paid about six years of the equity on that place. So fast forward, I knew, like I said before, I'm a real estate guy. I wanted to be in real estate investing, but I needed to learn. And I had another company that I worked for and developed and that whole time, it allowed me to go out and not only do fix and flips early on, but to build my portfolio and obviously develop and do a new construction as well. So the whole time, the goal was to have passive income. And we got up a little over 30 units and life chapters as far as getting married. And my life partner, which is my wife, Lindsay, she's a, a chief counsel for a company huge, huge help in, in helping grow our portfolio and foundation, so to speak. But I'm sure you've heard this story before. When we got up to 30 units, it's just, it was not scalable. And, and we needed to figure out a way to do our job maybe a little better or a little smarter. And and, and that's kind of where we are today as far as selling off our assets and, and investing in syndication passively and then really getting more involved. So I do hear it often or... or- you got up to 30 units and you, you found out that it was going to be hard to scale. And so you started looking for another avenue to be able to scale faster. Is that accurate? Yes, sir. You know, when you're young, your ego's big. And my goal was to have a hundred unit and self-manage them and, and do everything. And 
talk to the tenant and lease it and then all the while build and develop. And, and I just knew after really having start having our first child priority shift and it was more important for me to be a dad and uh, a husband. And, and then so I just obviously started continuing to learn and um, there's tons of smart people out there. And it just seemed that was the direction as far as if, if I really wanted to scale up, then I had to uh, get a little bit more smarter about it. So what were some struggles that you had with the 30 units that really pushed you into wanting to do multifamily or even into syndication? Throughout the process, there's a tons of struggles, but you just kind of persevere, fight through it, hustle. And But I would say probably my first eviction, I had pretty good units, pretty good properties. And I was familiar with tenants. I was familiar with the type of tenant, great people. It's just, I had to remove myself from that particular side after that first eviction. And that was in a fiveplex that I had. And so it was kind of the writing on the wall there that I needed to exit from that side and continue to obviously grow the company or grow our portfolio, but maybe not be so involved on that side anymore and let a professional do it. And of course, I knew after, obviously, listen to people like you, you do such a great job, but it's just the, the learning process. And it's, it's much easier to attack the 200-unit apartment versus a 20-unit. And so that, after many, many nights and many calculations, we decided to, to start selling most of our asset, our units and really going big. It's been good so far. It's, I tell people all the time, it took me 18 years to get 30 six doors and it took me about a year to get over 800. So, wow, I really like that. And, and uh, were those through the syndication process getting those 800? Yes, sir. We're up to a little over 1100 now, but that's through the syndication process and, and strategically, obviously, I just felt like if anybody was going to take me serious, obviously I feel like I got a good resume, but I needed to invest and be a player passively before I asked to be a part of anybody's syndication. And as you know, this space is so small. Everyone knows everybody. And, and I like that. And my biggest take is, is it's a team sport. And I love that aspect. I feel like uh, there's help. And if you're going to be good in this industry, you better get it. You better dang sure get it. Yeah, team is, is so important. You know, a lot of people at first are hesitant to be part of a team or partnership. And I think then they're focused too on what they're get. You know, they're focused on thinking they're going to give up something. And I heard somebody say the other day, you know, it's like their, I think their spouse was uh, really against them partnering because they're going to have to give away part of the business or, you know, even half of it, something like that. But what he talked about is after being in that for a few years, I mean, just how it just more than quadrupled their business by being a partnership, being able to focus on specific tasks, not being so overwhelmed with thinking you have to do everything yourself and about how they, they got so much further down the road, so much faster because of that partnership. Yeah. And I agree with that. I mean, it's, it's those nights of discussing with my wife and she said, I mean, she's the legal beagle and she peels the onion back on every document and reads it. She said, the only negative I see is you giving up your control. And if you're okay with that, then, and at that point I said, if we want to accomplish our goal, I mean, my ego is not big enough. Let's, let's, I'm okay with that. So like I said, we've grew the company and our asset base in a year and that took me 18, but I would not Whitney trade that. That was uh, self-taught. It was perseverance. I learned so much. I got to learn every 
angle every arena, I feel like, of real estate investing, which could be a broad, you know, it's a broad definition, but it, it is it's like I've done it all and, and I've got the answers to the test now and, and I'm ready to go. Oh, that's awesome. I like that analogy. And what would you say to someone who that person, I mean, it's impressive that right out of college, you know, you knew that you wanted to be in real estate. And I, I wish that I had known that that early on. But it, I find a lot more people are getting started earlier now, but I hear it time and time again, someone that's starting in real estate in their 40s or 50s or, you know, whatnot. And they say, oh, I wish I had known earlier, you know, about starting in real estate. So, But what would you say as far as from your experience, you know, you had single families, you've had the construction business, you started with that condo, and then now you're you're into syndication. You know, someone that's getting started right out of college again, or maybe they're 30, what would you advise them from your experience? What part of real estate should they get in? I think everyone, whether it's a single family, I don't really recommend that. I, I recommend going and buying a plex, a duplex, a quad, whatever it may be to start with. I think you just get out there and get your feet wet on on that occasion as far as uh, doing it yourself. You you got to get skins on the wall, and that's the best way to, to go in and get your own unit. You know, I, I got to tell the story real quick. Uh, when I was in college and, of course, playing ball, there was a, a lady named Margie Stabor from College Station, Texas. She really piqued my interest. She would go around, and there was probably 40 units, several baseball players that lived in these units. And at the first of the month, she'd pick up rent checks. And I knew most of those units were hers. And she still was a realtor in town, but she she had this passive income. And I said, wow, forget baseball. I mean, I know it's it one day going to end. I like that gig. and that. So I, as far as a kid, there's two things. Never hesitate to ask questions. And I immediately asked Ms. DeBoer everything. And she probably got sick and tired of me, but she gave me, tell my people, that she gave me more knowledge than really I got out of school down there in a four-year degree. But I would watch her and, and ask questions. So, you know, to answer your original question, I would say, go buy something. Be smart about it. Get in there, live there. Kind of similar to what I did with the house hacking. And then uh, if you want to grow from there or you want to sell it or you think you can scale up, then, you know, I, I wouldn't, me, me personally now, I wouldn't waste too much time on the single family more so, I would really start looking at, at scaling up at an earlier age. I wouldn't trade how I did it, but if kids ask me today or someone asked me that's even my age, I would say it just depends on where you're at, you're risk averse, but I would go big. Oh, I like that. I like that. And, and you also had a construction and renovation business. Was that something in addition to your rental properties or you know, did that Benefit your rental business, or was that some, is that something that that you would even recommend somebody with, say, a large portfolio having their own construction business? Oh, absolutely! It, it helps me analyze properties. I know construction. I know how to talk to the general contractor, the sub. It's a team sport, and I feel like that's another equation that benefits me as far as for the future. I can go out and analyze a property ground up and look at the construction, see what's needed. But no, I still do that today. Savoy Builders is a company that I have and I build houses still. And, and I've got a partner in that uh, gentleman named Chris Pruitt. And he is, uh, he knows more about construction than I do. You know, I listen to your shows and the smart people hitch their wagon to smart people. And I've said it a hundred times, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find new friends. And so it helps me in every aspect. That's what I meant by real estate can be a very broad definition, but my passion is, is building and really Whatever the market bears, I uh, I'll build houses if it's needed, but 
for personal gratitude. And then for obviously my family's sake, we invest in a long-term wealth building that's slow growth. But the great saying ever, I think it was Roy Rogers, I believe, you know, the saying of don't wait and buy real estate, buy real estate and wait. So that's, that's kind of my motto, but I got to stay busy and, and make money to, to buy real estate. So that's uh, the real estate development company that I have still do that. It helps me every day, Whitney, as far as investing. So as far as the syndications that you've completed and been involved in, you know, what's been the hardest part of the syndication process for you so far? Wow, that is a great question. You know, speaking of broad, there is so many smart people in there, whether it's from the tech industry or, or really, I mean, when, when I would go look at deals, I would go touch them and feel them. I never really put much on a computer until at the end. And now it's, it's a computer-based business. It's I mean, they analyze things down to a penny. And uh, sometimes for me, it's analysis paralysis. It's crazy how much goes into that when, I mean, most of the time, I'm just like, let's go do a deal. We can be smart about it, but it's been fun learning. It's very similar to what I've been doing. It's just add another zero at the end. So what kind of buying criteria do you have now as far as looking for multifamily properties? What size properties are you looking for? And what are some things that are like, okay, this is when you're talking to a broker, maybe this is exactly what I'm looking for. Obviously, I want to be a part of a class B value add, very similar probably to what you're looking for. I, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm, I want to be in a red state. I want to be very tenant based or very uh, landlord friendly. And it's a capitalism market. And I want to be able to, to uh, have access to go in and, and uh, really clean up a place and get the rent raised and turn the property around. You know, I look at demographic like we all do, and it needs to be in a very positive demographic area that's growing and foreseeable future is going to grow. So that's kind of my standards as far as, you know, you add the end of it, you start adding crime rate and get down to the nitty gritty. But I mean, just a positive growing place that's well represented from the town's aspect. Is there a specific size of property? Is it strictly multifamily and certain size of property? You know, I, I think 200 up. I feel like from what I've learned, you can hire the same amount of people for 200 that you can for 100. And so, again, I'm learning every day, but I really like the 200 plus play. You mentioned like landlord friendly states. Is there a specific maybe landlord unfriendly issues that we should be aware of when we're purchasing a property that you've encountered? Yeah, just look where everybody's moving away from. Stay away from that area. Sometimes we want to make a big deal out of it, but it's really black or white. It's so simplistic as far as that. I mean, I hate to throw states under the bus, but I I mean, there's certain states that I just look at and go, you know, it's like the Titanic. So why the heck? There might be deals there, but why would I go invest there? So I think you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah, you're buying real estate on the Titanic. I mean, it, it doesn't matter how good it is, does it? So, I guess in your experience, what's a a big reason why people fail in the syndication business, or maybe you see ways that people are being too risky or something like that? You know, I, I think people have a hard time saying no. I think that's one thing. You know, I, I tell my wife, and we talk about all the time at an early age, you got to say no to. And this goes back to extracurricular activity. We have friends going to Vegas, do this. We were just laser focused. We said, no, we're pretty simplistic. I love my family. I love investing. We love our careers. We would say 
know quite a bit. You know, obviously we live below our means. That's important. We grew organically within the company, but, and I get asked to do certain things and it just doesn't make sense because it doesn't make sense for my time. And that's whether it's political or, you know, I don't even watch that stuff. I, of course, it matters when it comes to rates and what the rates are, but I don't, I just don't bog myself down with that stuff because me personally, I feel like it's a waste of time. So I feel like that's helped us to be focused, to uh, live below our means and stay within ourselves and just say no. I mean, that's not to say we don't have fun. We got great friends. It's just, you know, you can get asked to do and spread out so many different directions that it takes away from the overall goal. And for us, other than our faith and having a great family, it's uh, passive income. Yeah, no, I, I can relate to that. It's like there's many things that are good, but what's best? Where's the best place you can spend your time? It's not those other things are bad in any way, but being laser focused, like you mentioned, is, is very important. And so is there a way that you've recently improved your syndication business that we could all apply to ours? You know, early on, having a mentor is huge. I, I um I was never embarrassed about reaching out and asking people questions. I had one gentleman who I, I thought a lot of, and, and he says, never be embarrassed about what you do. So for a while, I mean, for me, for even me coming on your show, took some uh, really gut check and looking in the mirror and going, you know what? This is what I do. I love it. And then there's nothing wrong with talking about it. So when someone asks me what I do, I tell them, I'm a real estate investor. And I say it. I really mean that. And it took a while. And, and that's hard for some people. But, uh, you know, having a mentor and, 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 and then, you know, the old adage of your network is your network. You hear that a thousand times. And, and, and that was social media. And I had to get over that hurdle as well. And that's really helped. So I've, you know, I've met several people with, within this industry, Ben Sotos, you have Ferris Musa, you have Tom Reed, and I could go down the list. And, and Meeting those guys, been in this space, and it's really helped me kind of get out there. So, you know, my goal was two years ago, all right, you know the game, you know what you're doing, you've got a good resume, quit being embarrassed about it and go make it happen. So I would say, obviously, number one, if you're asking me, find a mentor, ask questions, and don't be cheap about it. Buy them something or give them half of the deal. And then two, network, go out, listen. Heck, Whitney, your show's free. You got a ton of knowledge. You got a ton of experience and you can get a whole year's of college education by listening to the, you guys podcast or a few others as well. So, you know, I wish they had this 20 years ago for you and I. I agree. And I appreciate that a lot. That's one way I started is by listening to podcasts, really opening my eyes to this business and trying to educate myself. But what's the one way or the one thing that has contributed to your success? One thing that has contributed to my success is is back to the mentor, really learning from those guys or girls' mistakes. I had several that I can count on probably both hands. It's been a big, big part of my life. My parents in that generation, I say this all the time, they love to talk. They'll tell you their success stories. But more importantly, they'll tell you their failures. And if you can live and learn from those and not make those mistakes, then to me, that's another whole semester of, of education there. So um, learning from others' mistakes has been a big play for me. And, and I've tried to try to take that and teach that as well. Chad, you know, before we have to go, how, how do you like to give back? You know, there's not one organization. I love really back to the one-on-one with the tenant. And I do kind of miss that. But I love going to the local mall around 
start of school in August, just spending all day there and buying kids new school shoes and seeing the parents look at me like, you're really going to buy these? And I said, absolutely. You go take your funds and maybe buy school supplies or allocate them somewhere else. Let the kid get the exact shoe he wants. And it's on me. And so I stay there all day and get to hear all these stories and see these kids smile because I know back when, when I was that age, shoes was everything. And they still are your first day outfit. And so seeing the kids get all excited about getting the exact shoe they want and seeing the parent just overwhelmed, that right there, then giving to an organization, which nothing wrong with that. I just, I like to see the expression and you see how the gratitude, how thankful they are. And then you see the kids. That's one less thing off the parents' plate. That's one thing that the kids are excited about. And maybe they can, what's the most important is go to school, learn and, and uh, get an education. I wish they would implement maybe Robert Kiyosaki's book and, and the school administration and get some of those silly books out and let them learn some stuff. I agree. There's definitely a few books that I've come across going down this entrepreneurial journey that would be beneficial in school. Now, that's awesome, though. I haven't heard anybody that's doing anything like that, uh, going and buying buying those shoes and, and what an influence, you know, hopefully you're having on those families. A lot of fun to do that. Well, uh, Chad, you know, you've been a great guest and uh, tell the listeners how they can learn more about your business, your company and get in touch with you. Sure. My website is SavoyCompanies.com. It's all lowercase S-A-V-O-Y-C-O-M-P-A-N-I-E-S.com. And then on top of that, my, my email address is chad at SavoyCompanies.com, all lowercase. And feel free to reach out. I'll be happy to talk or discuss with anybody first learning or, or just wanting to just chat or talk. No problem. Great. Chad, thank you so much for your time, the value you provided from your experience and uh, just being so experienced in many avenues of this business. And, you know, I appreciate the listeners being with us today. I hope, I hope you all will reach out to Chad. I hope you'll also go to LifeBridge Capital and connect with me and also join us on the Facebook group, The Real Estate Syndication Show, so we can all learn and grow our businesses together from experts like Chad. And we will talk to each of you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to The Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.